1: around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches you know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast free shipping free road hazard protection convenient installation options and their great selection of best tires like the highly consumer rated goodyear assurance weather ready but did you know they sell other automotive products wheels brakes suspension Just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. The Volume. The 3 Now Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for baseball, the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions, America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use safe and secure, you get your winnings fast I cannot recommend it enough love gambling with FanDuel if you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now, sign up with promo code Colin, so they know we sent you What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff. That would be myself. The 3 and Out podcast. That would be what you're listening to. And the mailbag. We do a little uh, little Middlecoff mailbag. Very easy. I have this thing called Instagram. Not sure if you ever heard of it. It's just my name with two Fs. At John Middlecoff. And, uh, and yeah, you fire in those direct messages. They're wide open. And we talk. We answer the questions on the show. Very easy. Very easy. Hopefully, everyone's enjoying your weekend, enjoying another championship for the boys in the bay. That'd be number four for old Curry and company. And uh, and yeah, summer is upon us, so let's chill, let's hang out, let's enjoy life. Okay, let's start with uh, Jake. Love the show. As a former Hooper, I've. I always followed the NBA and valued actual proven players, superstars, way more than draft picks. Can you explain why this isn't really the case in the NFL? Is it the short career horizons or the contracts? Follow-up, how come so many average normal franchises can become championship contenders in the NFL? I read that half the playoff teams rotate every year. So much parity. It seems if you have two to three great drafts and a serviceable quarterback, you're good to go. Well, I I think the number one thing with the draft picks is the cost control. And the second and third rounds, like in the NBA, you know, once you get out of the top 10, the draft is a complete crapshoot. The chances when you're picking 12, you're going to get a better player when the guy's drafting 24th. I mean, it happens all the time, right? The top, really, you could argue the top Five six picks are, are gold in the NBA. Because that's where you find historically really good players. James Harden, Steph Curry, you know, obviously all the top picks, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You go around. Dame Lillard was a high pick. Uh Jason Tatum was a high pick. Brown was a high pick. Just, you know, Giannis somewhat of an Kevin Durant was a high pick. Most of the top players in the league. The majority of them. Now, there are outliers. Jokic, Luka was a top pick. Chris Paul was a top pick. You just go around the league. In football, think about some of the best players in the NFL right now, right, at at different positions. Think of the star wide receivers. Justin Jefferson went pick 22, and he got traded basically straight up for Digs. A.J. Brown, huge contract. Debo Samuel, huge contract. So there are a ton of players, and I just see it like I'll just use the 49ers example because they're top of my head. Some of their best players, George Kittle, Fred Warner, Debo Samuel, were not first round picks. And I think we go around the NFL and find that on all the different teams. Now, obviously, a lot of players, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Aaron Rodgers, guys were first round picks. I've Tom Brady, we all know his story. But when I hit on a second, third, fourth round pick, I have the guy for three years making $800,000, $900,000, whatever the the contract, the the exact number. But you know what I'm saying. So I, I, I really think it's the money and the likelihood of getting really good players. The likelihood of getting star players, Alvin Kamara in the third round, Derrick Henry in the second round. But We could do it on every team. Russell Wilson in the third round. It's just the way you build your squad, you know, and yeah, I mean, I I think the likelihood of getting good players after the first round is the reason they don't do it. Plus, when I trade for a veteran player, it's one thing if I trade for a young veteran player guy in his 20s, but like if I trade for a 30 year old, you know, like ultimately the Chargers trading a second round pick for Khalil Mack is risky because we've seen them get Legit player year after year in the second round. Now, if he's still awesome, no problem. But if he's not, let's just say... And listen, I'm a huge Khalil Mack fan. I think he's going to be a stud, but I'm just using this as an example. Let's say he's shot. He's never been... He'll never be the same again. That's a disastrous trade. It it, it really is. Big fan of the pot. Now, just because you trade a veteran player for draft picks on the flip side doesn't mean we saw Gruden and Mayock do it. And they They missed. Right? Obviously, on when they traded for Amari Cooper and uh, Khalil Mack. Disastrous trade. Disastrous. Big fan of the pod. Just wanted to know your thoughts on Sirianni stepping down from calling the offensive plays. He said that it was that it happened prior to us starting winning games last season. But it's something to worry about when your head coach is just a people guy not calling plays. I had someone in my DMs last week forward me, same question, basically. Like, what are your thoughts on this? I'm like, what are you talking about? Nick Sirianni's their play caller. And then he forwarded me this clip, I guess, last week. Either he said it, or, I'll be honest, didn't watch it, but or the the guy that actually called the play said it, that middle of the season, when they were kind of struggling, they flip-flopped, which I would say is not ideal. If it's true. Again, I haven't verified, but now multiple people have sent me this. I guess it would have been said last week in their veteran or their mandatory minicamp. If Nick Sirianni is no longer the play caller, that that's uh, that's somewhat of a problem, right? Because ultimately, these young coaches, young offensive coaches, Kyle McVay, Lafleur, hell, you just Arthur Smith, you just start going around the league. Like I want them to call plays. Cliff Kingsbury, call my place. It's what I'm hiring you for. Obviously, you got to be the leader. You're the head coach, but. I want you scheming on a weekly basis on Sunday. That's why Sean Payton, Andy Reid you know, are so valuable because they're play callers. I don't know. If true, again, I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but enough of you guys have sent it. I got probably a little lazy, could have clicked on it when when one of the guys earlier sent it to me, but I would I would say it's something to monitor for sure. Uh, speaking of which, what are some of the lesser known 49er players to keep an eye out in the coming months and into the season? I would say Jawan Jennings, their number three wide receiver who they drafted in the seventh round a couple years ago from Tennessee, who had, uh, I guess it would be considered the game winning touchdown against the, uh, the Rams. Was that an overtime? I can't even remember now. He, he was awesome down the stretch for him. He looks fantastic at OTAs. Now, I don't know how... It's not like he's going to be an 80-catch guy because they got Debo and Ayuk and Kittle, but I could see him being a 45-50-catch guy with five, six touchdowns. He's big. He, he's really big. Uh, And their first-round pick, Drake... Or second-round pick, Drake Jackson, pass rusher from USC, he gonna play. <laughs> and he's gonna be pretty good because their defensive line always kicks ass, and this kid can bend. He's explosive. Uh... He's going to be an impact guy. Love the podcast. While live players receive hate and judgment, isn't it immediately hypocritical that athletes and reporters would judge someone for playing in the live series, all were supporting their Nike kicks or recording with their iPhone, both and more companies who have been accused of media of human rights violations. Obviously the acquisition, the act, the accusations are not nearly as egregious as the Saudi government. Nonetheless, violations are violations. I think they need to take a look in the mirror I like your takes and your stuff because you're definitely realistic. And, uh, well, here's the thing. I think it's pretty simple. The Golf Channel, which is owned by NBC, if you Google them, they've had some things happen under their their umbrella that are pretty ugly. So the guys at the Golf Channel are by far the most outspoken. So when they get on the moral high horse, they're taking checks from a company that has done shady shit. Sexual assault, paid women to be quiet. Like, that's a fact. That's not an opinion. But, and I'm not putting that on the guys that are complaining. They had nothing to do with that. But, that's where they receive their money. They choose to stay there. The reason, though, if you just want to be honest, why they're so angry, obviously, we all agree the Saudis do shady shit. If you're going to get in business with them, good luck. Now, from a financial standpoint, they have probably the most money. Right? They just have an unlimited amount of money, and they've never made more these last couple years financially they just they will never run out it's it's crazy but when those guys at the golf channel pound the table they do so much the golf channel covers the pga tour and they spend a ton of time talking about all their events minus the majors they they cover the majors too but the, the regular events is a huge part of their business well if these guys keep defecting what does it do it impacts their business it hurts their product And ultimately, it hurts their earning potential. I think the quicker you come to grips with everyone is inherently a little selfish. We all think about our own needs first. So you can be outraged, offended, whatever, by anything. But I think a lot of times, it's human nature to think, how does this impact me? Especially especially under the professional umbrella. And this impacts those guys professionally. It does not bother me. Now, would I do it? I, you know, it's easy to say, no, I wouldn't do it. And then they offer you, hey, Middlecoff, here's uh, $80 million. You want a podcast about Liv? I'd be like, see you, Colin. <laughs> see you, Haberman. I mean, I, what, what are we talking about? These guys, have we seen the numbers? It'd be one thing. It's like, you know, Phil was worth $800 million and they gave him 20000000 million. You'd be like, that's a little weird. They gave him 150 to $200 million. It's like, why did DJ go? He's super rich. They gave him $125 million. I mean, what are we talking about? Miles Garrett last year got 100 guaranteed. Dustin Johnson just got more to play golf. It's way harder to play defensive end. Now, I'm not saying that it's not hard to be as good as DJ, but we're talking astronomical amounts of money. Here's the one thing I will say about the golfers, because the NBA guys took a lot of shit. Where they put themselves out in the fire is they lectured us politically. The golfers never do. Tiger Woods has never said a word ever politically and he won't it's just it's just not really the, their style because also they know they vote on the side of the ledger that if they did openly talk they would get crushed on social media but I got news for you the PGA tour doesn't vote left but they keep their mouths shut and most of them just take the money and some of them Rorys and JT's have been supportive but when it comes to the golf channel guys crushing them like i i I don't think it's hypocritical because, again, they had nothing to do with the stuff that happened at NBC over the years. But they are taking that money. And ultimately, they're coming from a place of, if I covered the NFL and there was a league that was going to hurt the NFL, and I I, I I, wouldn't want guys to leave, right? It's just, it's just, we're all, it's basic business. They want to protect their product. And Greg Norman, who might be a little shady, you know, not well liked is uh, is ruffling their feathers. <laughs> hey, I love the show. If the PGA Tour loses making where players can play for other organizations, how do you think this would affect the UFC? UFC is a similar model where fights are fighters are independent workers, but cannot fight for the organization and come back to the U.S. UFC. The difference, though, is the UFC is the same setup, right? There are way less elite fighters and famous fighters. And one thing, I, I, I'm i a big Dana White guy. Uh, I, I don't pretend to know. I know a lot of people push back how much he pays his fighters. I, I think what they've built is incredible. And I'm not a huge fight guy. Like, I, I like the concept of it. I just didn't never really get into the UFC. Uh, Beside, like, a huge, huge fight. Is if there was another league and they had a ton of stars. You know, ultimately, golf just has... 10, 20 guys that like you can't afford to lose. How many guys does, or girls does UFC have they can't afford to lose? A couple? I, I think the model's a little different just on the quantity. Because ultimately, I think Dana would say, we create these people. You didn't know who Conor was before we created Conor. You didn't know who Aldo was. And I'm, I might be screwing this up. I'm not some diehard fight guy. But I, I think that's fair to say. So I, I think it would be more difficult. But yeah, if another league wanted to pay them
0: Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users j-o-h-n that's linkedin.com slash j-o-h-n to post your job for free terms and conditions apply ebay motors is here for the ride you know what i remember about my first car is that the moment i got it i wanted to improve it because like most 16 year old kids you don't exactly get a luxury automobile so you look at it you go well i need to add some speakers i need to tint out the windows at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller. To soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo active cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Question for the mailbag. Why are the Packers going to be so much worse without Devontae Adams but the Chiefs won't fall out without Tyree Kill? Well, they still have Travis Kelsey. I would say that's a big deal. And the other thing is, like, I've seen Andy Reid work with a million people for two and a half decades. I've never seen LaFleur have to pivot like this. Now, I don't think they're going to be that much worse. Where have have I said that they're going to suck? I still am going to pick them to win the division. Now, are they going to win 13, 14 games? I'm not going to pick that. But could they win 11? Yeah. They got the best player in the league. His name is Aaron Rodgers. Both these two teams, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. How am I not going to pick them both to win double digits? The Packers have an unreal run game. I think Packers be fine. You know? I, I Now, fine, well, think of what they've done. They haven't won playoff games really the last couple of years. They've won one playoff game in two years. I guess they've won two playoff games in the three years LaFleur's been, been there. But they've been the number one seed, two out of the three of them. I think they're going to be fine. I, I, I've never said that the Packers are going to suck. I, I just have more faith in Andy pivoting because I've seen him pivot for years. Now Rodgers probably be fine, you know, with some of these random guys. But I would say their group's a little more random than even the Chiefs, so that they're—I mean—they're going to depend on a North Dakota State player. Now, do they end up signing some veteran wide receiver? I don't even know who that would be at this point. But again, I'm picking the Packers to win the division. I'm going to pick them to probably win 11 games. Both teams, 11 or 10 games. What would be the impact of one of the live golfers winning the open this year, this weekend? Well, to me, the only guy that could win it. I'm recording this on Friday afternoon <clears throat> would be DJ. And that would be a huge moment for live. Even though like we all know DJ was sweet and he's the only sweet guy they really got. So would it even be that crazy? Like, yeah, they stole a top 10 player <laughs> who's won the U S open before. So maybe it wouldn't be that crazy. Now, Greg Norman would never shut up about it, but, Uh, I would imagine Liv really wants DJ to win. Big time Steelers fan. I know you're not a big Kenny Pickett guy, but when I watch Pitt highlights, he seems to have a good arm and throws well on the run. What do you think is the best case scenario as far as his ceiling? Think he can prove doubters wrong? And why do people continue to sleep on the Steelers when Tomlin always has them in the playoff mix? It's a quarterback league. And when you have a great quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady... You know, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, you know. It's just we're going to be more inclined to talk about those teams. You have Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Kenny Pickett turns out to be a really good player. But maybe he doesn't. And Mitch Trubisky is your starting quarterback. Mitch Trubisky. Now, you could say that you're a better organization than Chicago. That's a fact. But, like, when your quarterback is in question, it's hard to make the playoffs. Think about you guys last year. Roethlisberger was a shell of himself and it took the Colts losing on Sunday. Took the Colts losing and the Raiders and Chargers not tying for you guys to get in as a seven seed. So it's it's just really hard. I think that's part of it. Innocent or not, we talk frequently about how poor Deshaun's decision-making was with the massage therapist, which is completely valid. But can I make the argument that the most absurd part of the entire story is how atrocious of a business decision this could turn out to be for Jimmy Haslam. Imagine if Big Ro- Big Raj really does want to drop the hammer and Deshaun doesn't see the field for one or two more years. Haslam could end up nuking his franchise out of desperation. Can't even imagine if a regular business gave an employee that much guaranteed money while in legal trouble. Curious on your thoughts. Well, let's think about it. When the money we're talking, $230 million, Would only be possible right in a couple industries. It would be like Netflix or Apple or something pays a huge like a Leonardo DiCaprio for like a five series movie thing. Uh, maybe it happens with a musician like I pay Drake or I pay Taylor Swift for like five or six albums. Uh, I guess it could happen with like a CEO of like a major, major company, right? Like Apple or Google. I hire the CEO. I gave them 500, you know, 400 300 million dollars and they're they're involved in something like this. I think it's fair to say in all these other industries, music, uh, t, you know, TV/movie streaming, CEO, none of them would be signed while this was going on. I I think it's fair to say that this would only happen in sports. And you could argue it might only happen in football. The thing I just can't get my head around is the amount of women. You know, it it'd be I I think it would we'd view it so much differently if it was just him one-on-one with a massage therapist cuz we've seen similar situations like that. We'd be like he said she said not fair to make a judgment. It's the amount of women. How could they possibly like is there a massage therapist union? How do they know each other? And they're all giving similar accounts of the small towel. Like I I just think that He's in major shit right now. And ultimately, how's this going to go away? That's my question. How is this going to end? How is all of a sudden it's like, it's going to be over? It doesn't even feel remotely close to ending, which is a major problem for Jimmy Haslam, who, let's face it, has been one of the biggest clown owners in the NFL over the last decade. Freddie Kitchens, Hugh Jackson, I mean, he he stole from the truckers. (laughs) He's just, I mean, a shitty owner. Now, sometimes it's be like, well, it's the coach and the GM's fault. Do you think the coach and the GM, it'd be impossible for them to do this? Because ultimately, the owner would have to sign off and want to pay the guy that much guaranteed money. It's why all the other teams backed out. Their owners were like, we're not giving them $230 million. So, yeah, major problem. (laughs) Major problem. My question is about the Bills. I think they're getting caught up in the AFC West action in the offseason and ignoring the fact that the Bills team could be the best team in the league since 07. Number one defense has three first-round studs, added Von Miller, and added the number one first-round corner. Added another first-round corner. Number one offense, the second-best young quarterback, I think they could win 15 to 17 games. <laughs> is this the regular season? Uh, what do you think? P.S. You mentioned a need for questions coming up for the show. I'm always down to help with content. If you need a filler questions, keep the DMs open. Uh, I mean, 17-0 and would probably be unrealistic. But, yeah, I think it's fair to say 14-3 and to me is probably the new, that extra game, the season is so long. You could argue fifteen or fourteen and three is like the new fifteen and one, because uh, I'd be shocked if we see a team go sixteen and one, and fifteen and two feels honestly pretty fucking hard too. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say fourteen and three. You, if we played out a simulation over the next ten years, I would imagine that fourteen and three basically gets you the number one seed every single season. So, if you go 14 and three, you're in the driver's seat, which, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Very, very possible. Uh, I think they're going to be really, really good. And someone asked me, like, what does Josh Allen need to do to win a Super Bowl? I don't know. Just keep playing like he's playing. I mean, just keep doing what he's doing. <laughs> you know, he's going to win one. Uh, I, if he stays healthy, I don't see how he doesn't win a Super Bowl in his career. Now, there's no guarantees. It took Elway forever. Dan Marino never won one. It's hard. Jim Kelly and those great teams never won one. But. I I feel pretty confident. If you gave me, you got to put $10,000. Will Josh Allen win a Super Bowl? Will Josh Allen not win a Super Bowl? My $10,000 would go on Josh Allen winning a Super Bowl. The Falcons. While I think they were smart to not overdraft a quarterback in round one or two, I don't understand why they pick Ritter over Willis. From a scouting perspective, is there any justification to take Desmond Ritter over Malik Willis? Both seem like long-term projects, but it seems like Willis has a higher ceiling. Well, there's no arguing that Ritter has less physical talent than Willis in terms of a thrower. Ritter does not have a great arm, and Willis has a hose. But we've seen a lot of guys with huge arms never develop in anything. But when you look at Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator, the quarterbacks that he's dealt with before, Mariota, Tannehill, are not freak talents. They're athletic, but in terms of... Arm talent, average. So I think he saw a lot of Ritter in the guys that he had previously coached in Mariota and Tannehill, who he believes, I'm sure, he can win with. Where Willis is much more of like a Josh Alleny, you know, major project. Trey Lance, like, you gotta do a lot of work. Accuracy is gonna be, like, it's just a major, major project. And maybe he just wanted to go, a lot of coaches do this. They go with what they like they go with what they can see that they've used before, which is human nature. If you've done something before, like if you're a sales guy and you're trying to make a sale and you have a couple moves or a couple lines that have worked before, you're going to go back to it, right? Just, it, it's human nature. You, you go with what you feel comfortable doing and maybe he's just more comfortable with that type package. My take on Desmond Ritter was I didn't quite see it. Uh, as a future starter, but they drafted him in the third round. So, when you draft a guy in the third round, I got, I got no issue with taking a guy like him. You were critical of the hoodie for having the beard called the offense. You cited Andy and Kyle and how they adapt at calling plays. Hasn't Bill earned the benefit of the doubt? I'm not saying I'm on board with this bullshit. I'm just saying my man's been winning Super Bowls for virtually all of Kyle's life. It seems like that only bought him two or Years of good credit. I moved to this spiteful little enclave of the country 12 years ago. I learned two things: don't park in a space you didn't shovel out, and never doubt Belichick. Could you have second thoughts about shorting the paths? or is there just no chance? I'm with you on Bill as earned the benefit of the doubt. No one disputes. And I know he got edgy last year, or maybe a couple years ago. No one is arguing his resume; it speaks for itself. I mean, he's he's beyond elite. He's the greatest football coach to ever coach in the National Football League, college, or high school. He's literally the greatest coach ever. But when you get 70 years old and you make a former defensive coordinator your offensive coach, I think it's not only fair to question it, but I think it's fair to go, this is fucking moronic. This is stupid. Like you get the benefit of the doubt when you draft and you take the guy Cole Strange. Like what I'm not questioning him for that. That's that's his prerogative. He might found the next Logan Mankins, but when you make Matt Patricia your offensive coordinator, like when I talk about Kyle Andy or McVeigh, like those guys are offensive coaches and they coach offense. I I was there when Andy made Juan Castillo the defensive coordinator because he didn't want to lose him, and it it backfired. Like it's why it's like impossible to do. It's really really hard. I just think there's a reason why, you know. Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan when they lost Brandon Staley and Robert Sala. They didn't go, you know, I know I'm the offensive coordinator and head coach, but I'm going to make Kevin O'Connell and Mike McDaniel my offensive coordinator. They're going to call plays, and I'm not going to hire a defensive coordinator. I'm going to be the DC. You'd be like, what? What's this guy doing? I'm sorry. This is not a shot at Belichick individually as a coach, but this decision is outrageous. Like, outrageous. I, we all have to agree. Making Matt Patricia your offensive coordinator. And here's the other thing. If Tom Brady was there, and Tom's like, I love Patricia, we can figure it out, I'd be like, that makes more sense. It's a second-year quarterback. Do you know how unfair that is to Mac Jones? I, I just, I, I think Belichick is, I even think his son. And male, their defensive staff's fantastic. But Matt Patricia's going to call offensive plays? I want to play them. I I, I want to play them bad if I'm another team. Keep up the great work. I'm up and coming podcaster and curious if you have any advice on how to stick out and be that one percent. First and foremost, you just you got to do good a good show. Uh, I I would say find a lane that you feel passionate and knowledgeable about and talk about it. Then you know it's it's going to be difficult. I mean, part of the reason. I've had two podcasts. One was a radio show, so we had a built-in audience. The other had Colin Coward backing me. So it's just it, You're not just going to get an audience from scratch. I would say you got to utilize Instagram. You got to utilize YouTube. I, I I don't. I mean, it's just very very hard. You got to be relentless. You got to be consistent, and then you got to just do it for a long time. Like it, it, might not. It might take a couple years. A lot of podcasts, especially if a recession hits, are going to go away. Are going to go away. So you know the the amount of podcasts is going to diminish. Would be my uh, big picture take, but not like if there's. I I have no clue how many podcasts. Let's just say this numbers low. Let's say there's a million podcasts. That number could be cut in half in a year and a half. I'll promise you that. So, are you willing to stick it out? Because it's one of those businesses that, like, you don't have to do it. Do you want to do it? You know, it's just like, you want to record today? Now let's take the weekend off. I mean, I've recorded on the weekend, basically, I would say 99% of the weekends for the last five years. It might not be long. It might just be 20, 30 minutes. But, like, it, just, it never ends. 365. This isn't like, you know, taking summer break. No, nah, I, I might take a week off here in a couple of weeks. But you know what I'm saying? So I I would say be consistent. Be relentless. You're going to need some luck. You got to post. Use YouTube. Uh, Find a lane that you like talking about, too. Don't just be like, you know, I kind of like baseball. I'm just going to talk about baseball. Because if you're not passionate or fired up about it, like you're going to be like, what am I going to talk about today? So you got to find something that you like talking about. And if you find something you like talking about, and then obviously there's going to be some... Are you talented enough to just talk? It's not... I mean, ultimately, my greatest talent is I just talk a lot. And I've been talking a lot since I was like two years old. My dad used to always tell me to shut up. It's just something I have. Like, it's not like I'm just, I never talk, then I just do it now. Like, I've been talking my whole fucking life, nonstop. Sometimes it's not the greatest quality. But in terms of making a profession out of podcasting, it's allowed me to put food on the table. And right now, with inflation, food's pretty expensive. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, And only getting more expensive. Have you gone to the store lately? Holy cannoli, as Clay would say. It is not cheap. Uh, So yeah, consistency, number one. Find something you like to talk about, number two. And then just figure out kind of your lane. Use social media. Use YouTube. Use Instagram. Don't waste time. To me, Twitter is a waste of time. I would not waste much time on Twitter. A lot of cluster there. Not a lot of society on there. Society is on YouTube. Society is on Instagram. That's where the people are. Twitter feels loud. Not a lot of people. I promise you. As someone that's been on it for a decade, w- w- don't waste your time. Hell, I'd go TikTok. TikTok. TikTok has way more people than I think Instagram. So I would spend my time there promoting it. And good luck to you. Adios. Have a good weekend. See you. <coughs>
0: bundled savings variant are not available in every state coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions it's freddie prince jr and jeff die back in the ring wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season hey jeff